Welcome back to another episode of Louisiana Ladies. My name is Melissa Torito. And I am Maggie Robinson. And this is a podcast with with no no agenda. We would love if you guys would subscribe to the podcast and that way you never miss a new episode. Additionally, when you subscribe, if you could rate and review, we would really appreciate that as well. We are also on social media, both Instagram and Facebook, so please give us a follow at Louisiana Ladies Podcast. And Maggie? You can reach us at our email address, louisianaladiespodcast at gmail.com. Okay. <laughs> that really is actually very appropriate, Lainey. So we are here at Louisiana Ladies for our first ever recording happy hour, however you want to put it. We've already been, we already had a little bit of We're recording, there's why. <laughs> That's what we mean. So we have a special guest today, Phyllis Grimion. Say hello, Phyllis. Hello, everybody. So Phyllis is a client of ours, one of our favorite clients. I'm so glad to be part of the favorites. You're in the you're in the good group. Oh. You're in the good group. And when we asked her to come on to the podcast, she said, I will only come on if there's wine. Which no other guest has requested this, Phyllis. Well, the only reason why I did is because I'm scared to death to be doing this at this <laughs> she moment. Said she, and wine gives me confidence. Yeah. And she said she almost turned around and didn't come in the building. Correct. Okay. Well, I'm glad right. you made it, Phyllis. Phyllis is great. Phyllis is great. So we're going to talk to Phyllis in just a little bit. Um, but let's start with a few updates. Um, so I do want to let everyone know, I think I mentioned that I hair train, like I trained my hair to not wash it very often. And so for the first twice a week, so I'll wash it. Okay. So I go to my, I'm like, don't get me started. You're 10 days. You're 10 days. How long do you go? I normally do two days a week, but I've noticed lately. You can go longer? You might. No, I've noticed my hair is so dry. Like, I've noticed that I've trained it to not get oily, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm getting some dandruff because my scalp is so dry. Oh, you might need a scalp treatment. I might need a scalp There's treatment. a solution for that. I can. I can but I, I'm noticing I can go longer than. I was going like four or five days. I can go longer now. And are you brushing your scalp? That's the problem, Lainey. You have to brush your scalp. Like with a hairbrush? Like with a boar, boar bristle brush. Okay. You get some tips. Yeah. We'll order some from Amazon. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll do it for the just the team. Because okay. I, I kind of experienced that too. So anyway, I was like, I used to wash my hair every day. And then I went to every other day. Now I'm twice a week. And one of the things I've never really been able to do is grow my hair very long. I like it past my chin because I feel like I've got a gargantuous oval head going on. So when I went to go on Tuesday to my hair appointment, my aunt who does my hair, which is um, Joni Ragusa at Rough Cuts, uh, she said, your hair, and like I took it out, I think I was wearing a clip, and I was like, oh my God, it's really in such good shape. And I'm pretty sure that's because I'm not blow drying it. And the straightener that I'm, you know, I'm using a straightener, but not really, you know, it's kind of like fixed in the morning. You agree with this, Maggie? 
I'm a big proponent of not washing your hair as much. It's I, I really good for think, your hair. Okay, so no lie, the Divines or Davines, that shampoo and conditioner is legit. I've started using a nice shampoo and conditioner. Like, like even when, difference. Like when I, I, when I wash my hair, it's like smooth. Yeah, so I go to Ulta and I buy a more expensive shampoo and it's made a difference. Also, people don't really know how to wash their hair. Like, only shampoo should go on your roots. Conditioner mm-hmm. goes on your ends. Yes, like, yes, that's what I... Well, if I put like, conditioner seems, right here, it's self-explanatory, but some people do it wrong. So, I did want to talk about a product that I totally was influenced to buy. So, let me see if I can Google that really quick because I'm not prepared since this is the afternoon. Okay. Why can't I say words? It's kish? Kish? Oh, is it the towel scrunchie? It's the towel. Ah! I love when Lainey gets excited. I used one uh, last night. Okay, so this is a towel scrunchie, okay? So, so I've also been washing my hair at night and letting it air dry as much as possible, so I'm not putting the hair dryer on it as much. And that towel scrunchie, it is crazy that it kind of dries your hair. I know, you look skeptical. Well, I'm, I'm a turby girl, so... So I never like the turbies. I used that you know, when I about first get out of the no, shower. I have no idea what turbies are, but I really need to hang around with y'all more often so I can get... Okay, so you're talking about yeah, beauty the hair towel. Wow. <laughs> I feel like I'm so out of the loop. <laughs> we'll get you in the loop. We get really excited. Yeah. Don't you worry. about the hair towel, right? Yeah. So I use that when I first get out of the shower, so it's yeah. not like soaking wet. And then once it has dried a little bit from that, I use the towel scrunchie. Because I like my hair up. I don't like my hair down. I have never found that the turban thingy ever got my hair kind of dry. Okay. Well, shoot. Mm-hmm. I need to... You need to jump on this A towel scrunchie. Mm-hmm. I have three. I can bring you one. Yes, they come in twos. And so, of course, you you know, it's two of the same pattern. And, like, I wanted more than one pattern. So, I got four. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Who wants the same pattern? I mean, you have to have you more than one. You can't use two at once. I mean, come on. So, anyway. Okay. Maybe she can give me one of hers. If she has I know. That's what I was going to say. I'll just give you one of mine. We'll just do that. Okay. Uh, moving on to our word of the episode. Word of the episode. Word up. I was going to say, Phyllis, you want to say it, but she, I forgot she doesn't have the, the show flow notes in front of her. <laughs> it's called omniscient. It's no, called, it's called omniscient. <laughs> oh, Lord. It is one glass of wine. Oh, Sorry. omniscient? Wow. Should be the one to pronounce it. Where's Chuck? Boutique. <laughs> where, 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 yeah. Um, wait, wait, wait. We can consult Google. But yeah. I thought it was omniscient. Omniscient. It means having an infinite awareness, understanding, and insight. Wait, no, no, I can do it. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Nisient. Oh, wow. Nisient. It's just, sounds like it's missient. Like, there's not even um. um and so we were both okay. wrong. Omniscient. I said omniscient. I've absolutely I'm said that I'm going to that wrong. YouTube channel that tells you how to pronounce stuff. Um, okay. Well, all Words knowing. are hard, Phyllis. Oh, absolutely. Words are hard. Okay. Well, that was that was a bust. All right. Uh, we're going to move on to our shout out. Shout outs. Two. Maggie. You're up. Oh. Oh. By the way, everyone, when Maggie gets tipsy, it's hilarious. <laughs> Just going to let everybody yeah, know this. <laughs> you might be doing st- shows like this more often. Yeah. We might get more guests now that we've done this show. Yeah, you might. You, you might. might get some more Instagram Oh, by the way, we, we provide the line, everyone. <laughs> Or the cocktail. Well, I'm like Phyllis. I'm like, when we start recording, I just tense up. I don't know how to talk anymore. But, like, catch me in a room with no mic, and I'm just going to talk your head off. But So, my shout-out is to the car mom on Instagram. 
Uh, she's an influencer, mm-hmm. and her she used to be a salesperson, a car salesperson, and now she just runs an Instagram page where she um, demos a bunch of cars, SUVs in particular, and I'm in the market, so I'm like, oh, this is so nice. I don't have to go to the car dealership and look at cars. She's just going to show me all the ins and outs of these vehicles, so I'm ready to go purchase one, and she like coaches you on how to get a good deal on a car. Can you watch that and just tell me which car I should get next? No. You have to do the research yourself. I don't want to. I just want something to take me from A to B. Well, aren't you going to buy your car? <sighs> I know. I don't like it, though. Oh, well, then don't buy it. Well, I know, but I feel like I have to because there's no cars. Yeah. Is there a shortage of vehicles? There's a shortage of vehicles, and I would wait if I were I know, you. See, I'm ha- I have a lease, Phyllis, of, which I know. I, I need to I need to be an adult and buy a car. But I started leasing when I was 20. Commitment okay. issues. <laughs> Commitment issues. That's why I don't have a tattoo. I'm like, that shit is permanent. Okay. Yeah. Like, so um, I, I don't care if other people have a tattoo. So I like my car. I love the way my car drives. I don't like the, there's like a track pad in the middle for the um, entertainment system. And good God, it's hard to work. Could be user error. But it's also, I feel like the entertainment system is slow. Like, for me, if I'm on the phone and I get in the car to connect to Bluetooth. Well, also, you've had the car for how many years and you just realized that you have coolant seats? I don't think that is cool in the seats. I asked Patrick that. And he said that's not the case. So, what is it? I'm going, he, I don't know. I'm going to look at It's something. <laughs> it's something with the seats, the opposite of heat. I didn't feel anything cold. No, it's probably life. broken. <laughs> it's a two and a half year old car. I'm thinking it's got to be. But the last get back to your shout out. Yes, let's go back to your shout well, out. Well, of course I turned it back on me. If you're looking for a vehicle, she and she talks about the shortages and like her estimates on when she thinks they're going to be back. And she kind of debunked our theory of how we're going to be able to get a good deal on a 2021 because the chip, you know, she said, don't Bill count is, on no, that. No, it's not going to happen. No, I don't think so. Which would be. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm with the. the Car the car mom. The car mom. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna. Okay. Phyllis well, is smart. Yes. She's doing what really inspired me too. And I was like, this girl's my soul sister. She She's doing a fridge clean out. She's leaving for vacation. And she's like going shopping inside of her fridge. And like instead of going to the grocery store and like making meals, she's like, I'm just going to use what I got and making all these random creations, which is something I really enjoy doing. And I love seeing like the stuff that I buy get used. Mm-hmm. I don't know where I get this. Probably from my dad. No, no. I'm the same way. I've done this like before. Like, I love empties. Yeah. And I get really excited. I'm like, I used it. And like, sometimes I come up with some really good creations. Like, Aaron's like, this is good. So, that's my shout out. See, I feel like that about products. Like, when I yeah. use all of, like, I just use all of my shampoo. And I was so proud of You were like, go me. Yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. Commitment issues. Okay. So, um... Our palm, we actually, I, I have a proud of myself moment, and so does Phyllis. And Phyllis's proud of herself moment is just for sitting in this chair. She Absolutely. still looks a little terrified. I, I think I am a little terrified, Drink but I am getting wine. a little more comfortable. Okay. Good. Slowly but surely. Okay. Give me just a few more minutes. By the end of this, we'll be like, okay, Phyllis, we need to wrap it up. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So here's my proud of myself moment, which might not make a big, might not be a big deal to anyone else. But last night, I woke up in the middle of the night and had trouble going back to sleep. And 
normally I would just be very sleep deprived, get up at 5.30, go to my 6 a.m. Pilates class, which I really do love this class on Thursdays. We are recording on a Thursday, by the way. And um, I was like, you know what? I need to sleep. So I canceled my Pilates class, which means I paid a late fee and I slept till 7 a.m. Okay, that's a big deal for me. That's unfair. That would be like sleeping till noon for someone else. Could be. Yeah. But I'm just saying, most of the time I would just push through it. Like I'd be like super sleep deprived and then I would be mad and I would take it out on my poor husband. And I'd be like, I didn't sleep last night. I know. Poor thing. He's just. Poor thing. Yeah. It's somehow. Like I would get home (laughs) after this and be a raging bitch. You know, I'm just being honest. So So how did you convince yourself to go back to sleep? So here's the thing. Part of my insomnia, especially in the middle of the night, has to do with if I wake up around like one or two and know that I, I'm, get, I need to get up at 530. I'm like, well, I only have three hours. What if I don't go back to sleep? Then I'm going to be really tired. All these crazy, like not rational thoughts whatsoever. Okay. Oh, I think like that when oh, I wake up. Okay. So knowing that I didn't have to get up is what put me back to sleep. Because you committed to not going to Pilates at five o'clock in the morning. Correct. Or six o'clock in the morning. Right. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have, I bet you I wouldn't have gone back to sleep or I wouldn't have slept well. But I slept from like I think I went back to sleep around two forty five and I slept straight till seven o'clock. So you're now overcoming your commitment issues. Working. It might on be Phyllis. time to go buy a new car. Phyllis. <laughs> Make me sweat. Now I'm nervous, Phyllis. <laughs> you can do it. Um, okay, so book club updates. Uh, really appreciate the people. Paige, my cousin Paige, who we mention at least 50% of the time on this podcast. So thanks to everyone who's been tagging us um, on the store in the stories, reading the book. I am just going to go ahead and confess that I have not read We Begin at the End because I am reading the prequel to Pillars of the Earth, and I am committed. If there is one thing that I commit to, it's reading. Uh, but... Uh, if anybody has read it, Paige did. That was the, the book that I think Paige took a picture of. So, Paige, if you read it and you give us some feedback, that would be great. Or, I don't know, Paige, you could add to the messaging in the book clubs app. Okay? She's I sent a message book, to everyone. Book clubs, too. I was impressed. Oh, Paige is, like, legit good on social media. That's my first cousin. She's a nurse practitioner. She does my Botox and makes me look young. You you are looking very she good. Really I thought that when I came in. Did you really think? Oh, yeah, that you were looking beautiful. <laughs> this is why she's my favorite client. <laughs> uh, but I did read, like I said, the last thing he told me. That one was a really easy read if anybody's kind of looking for something easy and light. Alrighty. Maggie, do we have anything else before we talk to our lovely guest? I listened to a book, but it wasn't the book club book. I know. I don't like either one of y'all about I mean, this. I'm reading a book right now. That's really impressive. <laughs> So Neither one of them participate in the Louisiana Ladies Book Club. Do do you, all of y'all ever listen to read like books on on Phyllis? I'm gonna be honest with you. I want to be able to do that. I just can't. I can't. I, I tune can't. out. I, I can't. like a real book. Yeah. Oh, I do too. I want to hold on to a real book. I don't want to read it on a tablet or a pad. Or I want the real book. But I've tried listening to books and I, I just can't do it i used to be like that but i i, I listen to this book. oh christy and chuck love to listen to books and i don't know maybe you just have to i don't know how i did it but to normally i didn't feel like reading no it's listening that's phyllis 
I love that sound. Me too. <laughs> what, that's a great about Abby. That's what we should have done at the beginning. All of us pouring the wine. That would be cute. Is that ASMR? <laughs> or is that the acronym? Yeah. yeah. ASMR. It's, I don't know what it's We're not even making sense. And we've been recording for 15 minutes. It, it does thing. make sense. It's a it's thing. It's ASMR. What it's, does that mean? It sounds that are relaxing to oh, you. Oh, okay. Um, so like me. Pouring wine. Yeah. It's pouring very relaxing. It's People ASMR. Like the... So here's why I want to be able to listen to books on tape because I kind of get tired of listening to music in my car. And so I want to be able to listen to it. I feel like I could go through a lot more books, books on tape. Good God. audiobooks. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I tune them out. You know, I really, I, that's probably what I do for the radio anyway, but I would tune it completely out. I, really, I would miss the storyline and the uh-huh. characters and uh-huh. who's what and, all of a sudden, something exciting would happen, and I wouldn't know what they were talking about. Have you ever gotten to your car, and you're, like, riding down the road, and then you, like, turn the radio down, and the radio wasn't even on? <laughs> no. Maggie, have you done that? I've done that. Like, like, did you have a song in your head? There was just so much going in my head. I guess I thought there was... Okay, now so y'all are looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to get in the car with you. I mean, you do you, boo. Yeah. Maggie's actually a really conservative driver. Like, oh, she's like gosh. 10 and 2 and goes to speed limit. What I do, I turn it down because I, I, it's almost like I felt like it was on and it wasn't. What it happens was just, every time you get in my car? It's really loud. <laughs> I pull up here and I'm like, yeah. I, I listen to my I am not the same person I was this morning. Like, the music is like jamming. Mm. Yeah. and So okay. it's music. Y'all listen to music mostly on. Yeah, in the car. But I'm telling you, so so Christy and I, um, we talked about her on last week's episode. That is Chuck's wife. Um, and she is part of our Sentinel team. We go to Monroe once a year to visit some clients. And we always end up listening to a book. And I really enjoy it when she's in the car with me, though. Because you're not driving or you're driving? I'm not driving. Normally I make her drive. That might be why. Yeah. Uh, see books book if you ever want to get into audiobooks I think a long drive is the way to do it I really think we need to tell the audience what wine we're drinking okay so Phyllis is drinking Josh Cabernet and the Louisiana ladies are drinking Angels and Cowboys Rosé so Phyllis has one bottle for herself <laughs> y'all need to make sure I don't drink the whole thing Ellen told us we could we had to live it <laughs> the whole yes please <laughs> No, Ellen was encouraged. And I'm like, not really a drinker. That might be why. Okay, well, we got to be careful because we yeah. don't want anything to happen. It, well, Ellen, Ellen, by the way, should be our shout-out, too. Absolutely, she should be our shout-out. I couldn't live without her. Aww. She makes me laugh so hard. I, I, is she like that all the time? Or is she just like that with us? Yes, yeah, she is. She's a Yankee. Okay. So, she's... She's adorable. She's got this really brash personality. Yeah. She's just going to tell you like it is. Yes. Uh-huh. So you better like the truth. You don't get offended because she doesn't really mean to offend anybody. But I like it. And some people look at me like, oh, I can't believe she just said that. But she's adorable. But you know where I you stand her. with her. 
Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? I think that's really important. And I know she's, I don't think she's disrespectful. Oh, never. She's never just, dis- she's not abrasive. Oh, no. But oh my gosh, I was, I actually was having lunch with Patrick today and I was, he thought my aunt's name is Phyllis. So he thought that's who we were having when we chat. <laughs> he can see my calendar. It makes my life easier. I'm telling what I'm doing all the time. And Phyllis is not a name that you hear very often. So here's the thing. So my aunt Phyllis, I call her Tootie. So I'm like, with your name, I'm like, Phyllis. <laughs> not Tootie. <laughs> Phyllis. Anyway, so... Um, How oh, long have you known Ellen? She... 12 years ago, she came to work for us. Oh. So I've known her for a very long time. She's got a big, giant heart. She really does. She doesn't want people to know that sometimes, though. She's adorable. Yeah, she really is. And That's really my big are. word for her. She is just absolutely adorable. Yeah, and we have so much fun. I mean, okay, we, we talk business when we have to. We got serious at the last meeting. For like five minutes. For five minutes. Yes. We had a big decision. When Phyllis make. looked at me and was like, Melissa, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, serious face, I'm one. Yes. <laughs> I had already made a decision, but. Oh, that's that a test? I just wanted to know oh. if I had made the correct decision. Oh. A second Did meeting. you? I, well, yeah, 15 minutes into the meeting, I had made my decision. Look at you. Decisive. That's impressive. Okay. All right. So let's talk to Phyllis. All right. Are you from here? I'm actually from a little town called Eunice, Louisiana. Oh, yeah. Born and raised. Mm-hmm. Went to um, a Catholic school, K through 12. Same school my parents went to. So um, there was actually in the old gym there. My mom had her name carved in the second story of that gym Aww. when she was in high school. That's it's kind of cool. cool. That is cool. Um, went to McNeese from... Um, Actually went to LSUE first. Okay. It was in my backyard. My mom actually taught there. Um, so I did one year there and then went to McNeese and um, graduated in accounting there. I was actually a cheerleader at McNeese. Oh. And the reason why I was a cheerleader at McNeese and in high school is because that was the closest I could get to a football field. I love college football. It's almost an addiction to me. And so since I couldn't play football, that was the closest thing I could do. You had a front row seat. I did. <laughs> Um, and met my husband there. He played, um, baseball for McNeese and we got married and moved to Baton Rouge. Okay. And so what brought y'all to Baton Rouge? Well, he played, um, for the Pittsburgh Pirates in the rookie league system for two years. And when he decided to leave and uh, quit baseball, he had a year left to finish his marketing degree. He decided at that point in time that he wanted to go into chemical engineering. Oh, so it's like I tried all over one. again. I tried that one. I got weeded out. I need to know more about you because you have a lot of educational background there. Uh, yeah, I do. Again, commitment issues. Yeah. Couldn't commit. <laughs> Couldn't commit at first. So he went four years in um, chemical engineering and got a year away from finishing in chemical engineering and his father passed away. And we had a baby that year. Okay. So he decided he wanted to finish his marketing degree. And he said, I'll go back and finish that chemical engineering degree. Which he finished the marketing degree and never finished the chemical engineering degree. But it really has worked out well for him. He sells valves um, for a company called Triple S. And uh-huh. he is very, very, very successful. And it's because he can speak the lingo. Yeah. He's got the chemistry background. He's got the engineering background, and he's been very, very successful. So. I think I might have said this on another podcast, but I totally got weeded out of chemical engineering when I took organic chemistry. To this day, I don't even know how I got credit for that class because I had no idea what I was doing. 
That's what my mom taught at LSU. Oh, my God. She taught the first and second organic along with the chemistry labs at my grandpa. Oh, wow. Okay. Organic chemistry just looks like a bunch of shapes to me that you're adding together to get another shape with an arm. Yeah, she was so good at it, too. She was so good. I didn't have a good teacher. I'm not going to lie. But that's not the teacher's fault. I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. I'll never forget one time I took a, like, I took, I studied so hard for the test. And I was like, I think I actually did okay. And at that type A plus personality, right? So, like, okay is a B. I got a D. And I cried. Like, you would have thought. I mean, I was devastated because I was, and then I just thought I'd done better. So, anyway, we, uh, we moved on. I moved on from chemical engineering. Don't remember what my major was after that. <laughs> when secondary education. That was like the last thing I went into. And now I'm a CPA. Why not? Why not? Okay. So, so that was him. You, how did you get to where you are, Phyllis? Well, actually, I was a history major in, in college. Okay. That's until I had, I had my daughter, my first daughter. Okay. Um, looked at this kid and thought, mm, this history is not going to. Cut it. Well, I don't know if we'll be able to survive on that one. So I decided to go into accounting. And, you know, it's funny how God puts things in your life to change the direction you're on. So finished in accounting. And um, once we moved here to Baton Rouge, I worked for a real estate company for 12 years, 12 and a half years. Um, I was there a comptroller. And then I went to work for Homes Bill Materials. Okay. Um, part-time. It was supposed to be a part-time job. But part-time never seems to be part-time. So at that point in time, the company started to grow, and I, I became the chief financial officer and been there for almost 19 years. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay. Yep. So can you explain to our listeners what exactly, I mean, it's homes building materials, but what exactly do y'all do? We sell anything that you need to build a house. So concrete and studs, and roofing, and sheetrock, and doors, and windows, um, and it, the company went from a single location, uh, mom and pop, 25 employees, and today we're 175 employees. Mm-hmm. Um, we have two locations, and everything you need to put into a house is what we do for you, and 85% of what we do is for contractors, but so we do have an, an incredible cash business too. We have 15% of what we do is people who walk in through the door and just want to buy convenience lumber or hardware. Um, and it has been a fantastic company to work for, really good family to work for. It's a family-owned business. Mm-hmm. They are now in the fourth generation um, ownership at this point in time, and so it's been here for almost 60 years. So. Fantastic company. Yeah, it seems like y'all have a pretty good culture over there. We have incredible employees. Um, we have we have half of our work staff has worked for us for five plus and more years. Yeah. We have uh, 12 people that have worked for us for 15 years. So it's really a really good atmosphere. We love doing monthly things for our employees. We'll do last month we did a Sunday um, ice cream Sunday uh, bar for the employees. We feed them once a month. Um, the people are just amazing. So I enjoy working with every single one of them. The people are, is what makes a company. And we have some really incredible employees that work for us. Well, it sounds like y'all have good leadership too. We have incredible leadership. Um, and I know the Holmes family. We do. Um, Matthew, who is actually the CEO at the moment, Tom, 
Um, John has now taken a, a bit of a step back. And Matthew's the fourth generation, right? Matthew's fourth generation. Um, he is in his mid-30s. Mm-hmm. Our general managers at both of our locations are under 40. Um, our, most of our assistant managers are very young. I think there's only one that's o- above 50. Um, so it's just that new blood, that new generation that come up with some incredible ideas. Um, so it's been a terrific journey with this company, and I really look forward to many more years just seeing what's going to happen next. I feel like it really says something for somebody to be there for 19 years and still speak so highly of the company, right? It's a it's a that. fun job to go to. Yeah, well, I, I can't me and Maggie want to come every week. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we have so much fun whenever we go over there. It's just... Yeah, it's it's been it's it's challenging and it's stressful and it's enjoyable and the people are great and. I don't think that there's ever a day that I actually say, I'm not doing this anymore. You know, everybody says that about their job where they just tired for a moment. Yeah, I just don't want to go today. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I look forward to, like, what's next year going to be? Because it seems like this company has changed so much over the 18 years that have, almost 19 years that I've been there. It has changed so quickly and so fast um, that every year just brings a new challenge and a new new future. So I'm looking forward to it. What did you call the uh, the lookout at, at your office? It's in a fire escape right outside my door, and I call it my terrace. Your terrace? Yes. <laughs> so you can drink your coffee and... Yes. So I walk out there quite often just to see the activity going on in yeah. the yard. We have an area where we're loading customers, um, and they're just lined up, and there's forklifts all over the place. It looks like little ants everywhere, and we have trucks that are coming in to be loaded to go back out again, and just to watch the activity. We have supply trucks that are coming in constantly, and it's really fun to watch sometimes. So, do you guys have to do any marketing, or do you just have a lot of really good relationships with contractors? Well, we have incredible relationships with our contractors. Mm-hmm. We have an outside sales force of nine men that are unbelievable. Oh, okay. They're the best sales force in at least a 100-mile radius. Do they want to come um, sell for k plans? Yeah. They might. I can talk to Joel. Oh, do you know Joel? I know Joel. <laughs> oh, now you see, don't tell him I'm speaking very highly of him. <laughs> I do love Joel today. Don't let him get too cocky. <laughs> um, most of our sales force have been with us for almost 10 years, most of them. Um, we just added a couple of new ones just recently, but it's, um, they're unbelievable and they have fantastic, it's just a good old board network yeah. and mm-hmm. our, our customers enjoy them. Um, I think it's the trust that they have in them. They have the trust in what we're going to do for them. If we say we're going to deliver something on a particular day, it, it's there. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter what that is. It could be on a Sunday. If somebody really needs something and picks up the phone and calls one of our outside sales guys or Matthew, they're going to the store to take care of it for them. We had, so. we had a conversation about that. Um, the advice you got about people don't work with people that they like. They work with people that they trust. Right. And that in the South, those two go hand in hand. Oh, absolutely. If I don't like you, I probably don't trust you, right? Because I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I was at a like a... Um, TPA business owner marketing um, seminar that's now full. And TPA is all over the, the country. 
So everyone, I just want to let y'all know, there are third-party administrators all over the country, and we all go to this conference. But who's the best one around? We are. <laughs> you have to give yourself a shout-out. We are. As um, Burke Patterson with American Funds, hope you don't mind that I'm quoting him, when I saw him at Syrops when we were with Laney, he introduced me as the world's greatest TPA. And I was like, oh, Lord, that sounds fantastic. You have my vote. Oh, thank you, Phyllis. <laughs> Can I put that on the website? Love it. That's my shout-out. But we were having this conversation about, you know, how do, how do you go in and when you do a sales pitch per se like what is it what makes people want to work with you and I said honestly I feel like if people like me they want to work with me I mean I feel like when I walk into a meeting with somebody they I should know what I'm talking about from a technical standpoint if I don't that's a problem you know that's to me is the price of admission so this lady that I really like a lot she's just um lives up north and she was like no we had a marketing team tell us they don't have to like you they just have to trust you and I was like so in the South, we're just not like that. Like, it, those two go hand in hand. I oh, feel absolutely. Like and everybody that I've told the story to is like, mm, yeah, that's that's a Southern thing, you know. It's all about relationships. It is. It really is. When I first started working here, Bert Falk said, accounting is a people business. And I was like, well, I thought it was like debits and credits and balance sheets. But and it is for somebody else. True. True, but it is a people business. That's what I love about it. But I want to go back to this, like, employee retention that you guys have. And I just think that, you know, y'all have put focus somewhere, you know, in the, in, in your culture and your leadership. And then there is really something to be said about that. I personally believe I'm not an expert on this. This is not what I've gone to school for. But I feel like when employees stay at a company, they're staying there for a reason. Because if they don't like it, they are going to leave or an, oh, some of your sales guys might have gotten other opportunities at some point. Right. And they, that wasn't an opportunity they wanted to go to because they want to stay with homes and grow with y'all's company. Yes. That says a lot. Well, it says a lot. And I think that too, the emphasis is on even the little guy. So I stop everything I do at that moment in time to take care of a forklift operator who might walk into my office mm -hmm. or stop to say hello to the truck drivers whenever I see them. I want to know them personally. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of what the culture has been built around. But if you look at it, we can sell all day long mm -hmm. and we can promise people things all day long. But it's those forklift operators and those drivers that deliver the product. If we didn't have them doing what they're supposed to be doing, then we don't have jobs. We can sell all day long, Absolutely. but it's up to them. And so to me, when people start looking at who's the most important in your company, it's the forklift operators. Absolutely. It's my drivers. It's those people first. And so I think that we've always taken the time to treat them like they are the most important thing in the world. That's why we like to do things once a month for our appreciation. It goes yes. a long way. It goes a long way. What was my email back to Casey today? Did you read it? Um, it's easy to do when you have a good team. He, we, so anytime we set up a new client, the entire department gets a email to know the client code and just so that everybody's in the loop, right? Sometimes I'm out or somebody's out and the, the new client might call and we don't ever want anybody to be blindsided and we don't want the client to feel like we haven't communicated, you know? Um, so we always get, get an email. It's the easiest way to, to provide that information. And Casey on our team emailed me and Maggie and he was like, y'all, you know, look at y'all, y'all are killing it. And I just replied back and I was like, yeah, we can go sell all we want, but we know that we have a good team to take care of our clients. You Absolutely. know, employees to me are the most 
valuable asset that a company will have, right? I mean, I just go and talk a lot. I don't really actually do much of the work. That's that's kind of how I feel. It's the employees. It's the people on the phone. It's our outside sales team. It's the Because they're representing your company. Drivers. Absolutely. Well, you talk about, like, so if I know, like, Phyllis, I have a personal relationship with you. If you email me and you need something, that's Phyllis. Like, we are... I'm not going to disappoint Phyllis. We have a we have a connection. I'm not going to let her down. So I think that makes and I think that's why that's exactly how we feel when it comes to our customers. So absolutely, yeah. So I really do. I love that. I love the feeling I get just when, I, of course, me and Maggie always got to stick out like sore thumbs whenever we walk into y'all's place because everybody's in our. Homes, I know. I want. Uniforms. I want that uniform. Can we wear that? I mean, look at that. That is so cute. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like in heels, and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to start wearing like gym shorts. I don't think Phyllis is going to care, but we always kind of get not bad looks. But people are kind of like, what are these two girls doing in here? Yeah. Well, we know where we're going. Yeah, we don't even say anymore. We're just like, and they, we're like, hey, we're here, guys. You know. Um, so let's see, Phyllis, your questionnaire that you had a difficult time. I'm not telling you any of my secrets anymore. Um, I'm not very good at a questionnaire either. In fact, one time I had to do something like this for an article and we had an outside marketing person helping us. And when I sent it to her, or maybe I was trying to get on a board and she was like, Melissa, you got to promote yourself a little bit more than this, you know? So I feel you. So you would love to own a bakery or a coffee shop. If I had, if I'd win the lottery tomorrow and can quit life, that's what I would do, but it would be in an area where people, not like donut bakery, it'd be pies and like slices of cheesecake and cookies as big as your face um, and coffee and tables and people could come in and get a little dessert and visit. I would love to be able to visit with people. I really do love people and I love to know people and know who they are and see them over and over again. And I think that would be a fun job, even if it didn't make money. But remember, I just won the lottery. So <laughs> so I think that would be a great partnership with the bookstore that I'm going to open whenever I retire. We could do that. We could. Phyllis, do you know that this um, podcast was almost named Just Visiting? Really? It got vetoed. I did. I vetoed it was it. my idea. See, that would be a really cute name just visited yes all right i don't think everyone in the world would have gotten it though <laughs> it's a southern thing but like i also love visited yes. Mackie's also like 80 <laughs> okay like, Mackie is like an old soul <laughs> but old souls there's lots of them I here mean, in I, louisiana I about a lot of stuff not everything oh i've always loved that about yes. maggie like what how old were you when when i hired you that was in 2017. Yeah. So, I don't know. Do that math. I'm 27 now. Okay, so you were 23. Okay. She was 23. Instant connection? Well, she just was a very, she came off very mature to me, you know, and still is. But then I could also tell she was an old soul, you know, and I appreciated that. So, but yeah, we do. We, everybody knows that. Maggie and I, we have a lot of uh, likeness. <laughs> we're a lot of like. Might need to stop drinking the wine. <laughs> the truth is just slow now. Well, no, we are. We really did. And I've said this on we the We get podcast. a little nostalgic. When we talked about Lord at a crawfish boil a couple of years ago. Both her and I got way too tipsy and we like went into some, you know, very nostalgic conversation. Anyway, no, Maggie's very important. And, and, and the, the whole team, we get along with, with the entire team, but her and I are 
just extroverted. Um, we spend a lot of days together too, so that's we're around each other. I kind of feel bad for her some days. I'm like, I'm so sorry. This is your third day in a row that we're in my car, or you're driving me around while I'm working in the car. But um, we really do. But we have a great team. We get along. We get along with everyone. But Maggie was very interested in what we did and um, has been with us for over four years. So, but okay. So I want to go back to the bakery coffee shop. You like the idea of that, or do you like to bake for people? Oh, I love to bake. Oh. I love to cook for people. My heritage is Italian. Uh-huh. My maiden name is Montalaro. Okay. So I was brought up in a very big Italian family. And cook for people and have people over to eat. That's 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 the fun part. I love filling my house with people and cooking for them. And most people look at my pot and think, how many people did you really cook for? Because you can't just eat. You have to bring some home. Mm-hmm. So that's what, I mean, my grandmother taught me that. and It's just something I've carried on. And I think I'm teaching my children that because I have a daughter that's married and she lives in Houston and she does the same thing too now. Okay, so I don't like to cook, but I like to eat. So I'll gladly come to your house and take leftovers. Well, then I must do that for you. <laughs> okay, so you say you don't have a favorite food, but is there a favorite dish that you like to make? So many. I know. I'd like to. Be, I like to make that person that I've invited over their favorite thing to eat. So I get to know people through food, and then I always make sure I have that favorite thing, whatever it is that they is. So my next door neighbor used to be a caterer, and he used to bring over lots of food when he was in the catering business just for me to taste. So now he's not doing that as much anymore. So it's my turn every time I cook. I know his favorite thing, so I make sure I cook it once a week or every other week so I can send some over to him. That is the most thoughtful thing ever. It's so cute. Well, and I have kids in my neighborhood, and I know what cookies these, and they're little bitty now. All my kids are grown, so I have to entice these kids to like me, so I bring them cookies. And so my next-door neighbor likes chocolate chip cookies, and so they have two. This is why we like her, Maggie. Well, yeah. I should have done that. I should have brought y'all chocolate too. Well, this is good as gold. Oh, wow. Next time I do that. So, good as gold. When you say you love college football, do you get mad? Like, do you get really into it and angry? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. There's an addiction going on here. Okay. So, like, all college football? All college football. Are you an LSU fan? Well, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And I get furious. Me too. Not with 2019, but... The rest of the year. I mean, yes. Can we go back to that season? Like, I just loved that season. Oh. It was fun. It's enough for a lifetime, for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, Joe Burrow. It came from my dad. So, do you watch, like, all day, every day? All day. On Saturdays? Yes. Okay. So, my dad, I was the only girl. And so, anything my dad did, I did. And that's where I found my love for college football. So, now, my husband puts up for me four televisions in Mm -hmm. my den. And my day is spent based on who is playing at what time slot. And I'm actually watching four football games at a time. So you don't go to the LSU games? No. You're at your living room. I want to see yes. all the yes. replays and everything. Yes. And so I watch all college football. And I, it, it's, you know, it's really strange when you have a conversation with a man. And I start talking about not just LSU football, but I start talking about other coaches and other teams and other players. And they're looking at me like, who are you? One day I was having a conversation with my boss, Matthew Holmes. And we were in the middle of a conversation. He stopped the conversation. He said, I just have to let you know, this is a really weird conversation. (laughs) 
<laughs> I guess because women aren't supposed to know anything about college ball, but I just love college ball. No, I do too. Um, you would love my cousin Dale and Andrea's house because they have an upstairs and they live in Katy, Texas. And I mentioned them just a couple of episodes ago, but they are huge football fans. So if we go visit them during football season, the day is planned out around the games. Dale has it printed out. Who's going to play when he's like marking stuff down. And there's like six TVs up. Yes. I was always wondering, I was like, who is Dale going to find that's going to want to do this on a Saturday? And he found her. It's Andrea. She is just as much of a football fan. Now she's a Clemson tiger. And then he goes for LSU. Right, it hosts the Tigers, right? So when we yes. played in the national championship, she at, and we won. She posted on Facebook. I'd like everyone to know Dale and I are still married. <laughs> House divided. It is. It is fine. Yes, it is fine. I wouldn't be able to do that though. I get way like, especially if I feel like the other team might be cheating or there was a bad call. I become mean. I, I scream at television. Yeah, my husband doesn't do college football as much as I do. So he sets the televisions up and he has the every intention oh, of sitting there with me on Saturdays, but two or three hours in, he's like, you want to go do something? You want to go do, I have to tell him you go away, go someplace else, go play golf, go do whatever. I'm, a, I'm good. Does he like football? Or he does. Okay. He does like a hard time watching it all day. Yeah, well, he, he's wound up like a top. He can't. Sit oh. still for two minutes. He's like a hummingbird trapped in a cage. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so you know what I also think is weird? I'm just going to put this out here. hope I don't offend anyone. People that don't watch LSU football in Baton Is that you, Lane? No, no, no. I'm just saying. Like, when people are like, who are they playing? I'm like, what? <laughs> my sister is that person. And Aaron, is my husband, is a huge just sports fan in general. Um, and... My sister will be like, so what are y'all doing today? And it's like, it's a Saturday in the fall. What do you think we're doing? I will say, like, I got spoiled in college. I don't really like to watch it on TV. Like, I love going to a game. Oh, I'm more of a TV person. But I don't really want to watch it. Like, it's, Oh, no. I See, I like, like, I like I being like to... at my house. Mm-hmm. I can have a good bottle of wine. There's yeah. a bathroom, you know. I don't know. Yeah, and I cook during the day. Yeah. And... Yeah. So there's food, love, there's like, football games, and all that. I'm in my new house. I have an open floor plan, so I'll be able to cook and we can watch it all. It's going to be great. I'm getting yeah. I love like spending the whole day out there. So I do when it's pretty. Mm-hmm. That's really fun. Kind but of how often does for, that happen in yeah, twice. Louisiana? We twice. say all day. What do you mean? Because we get there at like starting uh, Maggie yeah. is a tent the night before. She's taking pictures and sending them to me. I'm like, y'all are crazy. It's, so y'all do the hotel gate and thing that. Yes. Yes. That's how I know Joel. He comes to tailgates with us. Does he really? Mm-hmm. He's a hoot. So, he is a hoot. So, part of, so I also don't understand, I know I'm about to offend someone, people that play, that have a wedding. On, <laughs> on football no, Saturday no. in football? I don't know many, but yes. somebody that used to work here, and I loved her, loved her to death, but she wasn't a football fan, and her, her wedding was on the Alabama game. <gasps> Right. So I've attended weddings like that before, and, and everybody tells her on the TV. Well, or I have it on phone. my phone. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I have it on my phone. Yeah, if they even come now, you know. Now I will tell you, there's times that I might be a little jealous of these people that don't care as much because I can get really stressed during these games. True, you know, and Absolutely. like to the, almost to the point where I like literally cannot watch it. 
we, me and Patrick have yelled so bad at the TV, like together, that um, typically on a Saturday we look around and we're like, where are the dogs? They're hiding. Yeah, I've lost my religion many times. It's scared. It's ugly. Okay, well, we could talk football a lot, but moving on. All right, so um, favorite vacation you've been on was hiking in Colorado. So my husband and I started hiking in Colorado about three years ago. Okay, what what, what part of Colorado? Estes Park is where we stay. It's right at the mouth of the Rocky Mountain National Forest. Okay. Um, And I absolutely love it. We have been on some pretty extreme hikes, 10-hour hikes. Oh, um, Go elevation husband. gain of 2,000 feet. Mm. It mm. is amazing. And I would not think that I could do that. I mean, I'm a pretty active person, but not that active. But I was able to do it, and we have enjoyed it so much. So we went two years in a row, and then I had to have a knee replacement last October at the age of 56. I had my left knee replaced, mm. and I am ready now to go back to Colorado. Your knee is good. Brand new knee and everything is great. Oh, I had no idea. So why did you have to have that? Though? Age and arthritis. Oh, okay. I hate to talk about things like that. I, well, I, I don't, don't want to be that old. It was like an injury. Well, I wish I could oh, say it was well, an injury. It was an injury. <laughs> it was an injury. So uh, I had told Maggie that one of my favorite vacations was when we went to Vail in Colorado. Yes. Now, Patrick is not as avid of a hiker as I am, but we did do like a five-hour hike. And it, it was it's pretty steep. Like, there were a couple of points that I was like, um, I hope I don't fall off of this mountain, mm-hmm. you know. So, I need some hiking poles. Do you have poles? No. Y'all don't? No, my husband have... tried the hiking poles, and I think he eventually put them up because it just wasn't. Do you have hiking shoes? Yes. Okay, I need to know. We're going to Jackson Hole. Okay. And I feel like that, you know, we neither one of us have ever brought hiking shoes, and we've done hiking trips for three years in a row. Well, and I, when I say hiking trips, we do like two days of hiking. We're not we did four as... days of hiking, and so we'd hike one day and rest in one day, and hike the next. Hike the next. It's just beautiful, and the weather's so nice. I really it's... like my hiking boots that I got on okay. the last trip. They're okay. Columbia. Okay. I don't remember what well, mine are, but I have Owen to makes look them. and see. Oh, those are probably better. Heard a lot of good things about on. Okay. Well, just... just let me know. I need to do that. I need to do that. My trip is in a month. Oh yeah. Oh, you need to do it now because you need to break them in. Wow. Mine have a little bit, a little bit of height, so I have some ankle support, and I like that about them. Yeah, so they, so they have several, and my sister has one, and I actually think I put it on to kind of see it's, it has a little bit of a height, mm-hmm. but I didn't want something that was heavy and kind of mm-hmm. like weighed me down, like a true hiking boot, because we're not look right. the Doritos we're not doing, we're probably we're not doing the hikes that you are doing. Y'all would enjoy it. I think that you could. I mean, some areas were very steep. And some areas were more flat and slow incline. And it took a while. We were going to some lakes that were, you had to, the highest point was 2,000 feet elevation gain. Mm-hmm. And as you made a turn, then you could see the lakes further down that you had to then come down to get to. We were up by glaciers and above the tree lines. And it, it was beautiful. It really is. I, I will say the one that we went on in Vail, um, we lost cell service. We were like, oh. We really hope nothing happens to either one of us. But there was really something very fulfilling, rewarding. I don't know, when you're done with the hike 
and we went back to our hotel room and we actually canceled our dinner reservations because this was you were so tired. To be an easy hike and we were like, this is not easy. And my body, and I, I mean, I run, I ride my Peloton, I exercise, but my body was sore. That was just a different type of, of movement. And I just got in that deep soaking tub at the Four Seasons and we ordered room service. And that was like one of the best evenings that we've ever had. Um, so, okay. Favorite color is purple. LSU. Love it. And you like all food except sushi. Oh, nothing. Yeah, sushi. That just funny. Not... I picked up some sushi for dinner today. <laughs> I don't get the sushi thing. I don't get the craze of it. I just, I'm not going to eat anything raw. And the rest of it is cooked. So why not have something real pasta? Cooked? Yeah, pasta or. <laughs> do you like sushi? Yeah, I do. Okay. Most people but do. She's I feel Ita- like she's Italian. I'm like she's like I mean pasta, pasta or a steak or yeah. a, I don't know if I'm going to eat something I want to eat something. Mm-hmm. So it's like a snack. I don't typically get full off of sushi. I think if you order Laney sushi, you might get full. Laney loves sushi. I do like sushi. sushi. No, not a bad thing. Like your sushi is just like you order like the good rolls. Oh, your favorite food. I can eat I that. I try every day really hard life. to like it. I just don't. You eat it at least once a week, don't you? Sometimes here. We have not ordered in a while, but I did get some from Whole Foods yesterday. <laughs> okay, so I'm kind of jumping all over the place. But how many how many kids do you have? I have three daughters. You have three daughters. Three daughters with a very large age span. I have one that's 35, okay. 27, and 24. Okay. And I have two grandchildren, uh, nine and seven, and they are the best things ever made. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. And I have not said no in nine years yet. <laughs> so I, you know, I don't have any children, but I have five nephews. And those to me are the best things that I've ever, I'm very grateful that my sister and sister-in-law decided to have kids so that I could have nephews in my life. And nephews are awesome. I have three nephews that I treat like grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are also the best things ever made. I don't say no to them either. I'm not. I'm not very good at saying no to them. There's no discipline, and there's only junk food and whatever they say they want to do. Actually, I'm lying. I probably do say no to them more than what I should. Yeah, I don't really. I love. But that's you should. That, you I love this that. part of life. You've it's just that. the You've fun part of life. You've disciplined your girls. Absolutely, that and that's, that's enough. yes. So, do your girls live? One lives in Houston. One lives said? in Houston. Okay. Uh, with her husband and her two daughters. Okay. And then I have two that live here in Baton Rouge. Okay. One's in college. She'll finish next May. And I have one that is actually taking the MCAT today. Oh. Yes. And oh, so Lord. after this, I'm going to ask you all to say a few prayers for her. When yeah. is she done? Like, when? She started at 430 this oh afternoon. Oh, my God. I know. How long does that take? It's like a four-hour. Well, it's, it's like an eight-hour test, but she has two days. Yeah, but... She, has she two started days at four thirty this afternoon. She's not gonna be done till like nine. Yes. So yes. she won't know. She won't know anything. So she'll go back tomorrow at noon and, and take the rest of the test. And she won't know for a month. I think it takes a little bit. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize the MCAT took long. Yes. To, okay. okay. All my best friends from college went to med school, so I. So she's going to med school. Oh, does she know what she wants to do? I don't think she really does. Right now, it's just trying to get into med school. You know, I am so glad I didn't have to take a test to get into any sort of school. Standardized testing was always hard for me. I'm, I, I know that I'm smart. I know that I can figure out just about anything. But standardized testing was not a good thing for me. 
Yeah, I think I just got lucky most of my life. <laughs> Honestly. Okay, so there's something else that you put on your question on the questionnaire about talking about women and mothers in leadership roles. So And I feel like this this is what could really take a long time to talk about, but go ahead. I get very passionate. So you know, I've now raised all my children mm-hmm. and I have been in somewhat of a leadership position. Um and I feel like Women and mothers don't get enough recognition for the leadership that they have, not just in business, but at home, too. And you were talking earlier about making decisions and how some people have trouble making decisions. We won't say who, but mothers are constantly having to make decisions. And I really wish, because I had a conversation with somebody the other day who is a mother, and she was talking about her insecurities, and I was talking to her about how much she does at home, not just with business, but what she does at home, and the, the constant decisions that you're having to make, and they're so important, because you're raising these children, mm-hmm. and your husband, too, at the uh, same time. Absolutely, they are your child. But you're making so many important decisions that could last a lifetime, so stop and think about those type of decisions. And you can do that same thing in business. Yes. Don't second guess yourself. And it just got me thinking that in, and I work in a man's world. Mm-hmm. I work in a building supply company. And it's men everywhere. And they are constantly second guessing things that I will make a decision on or things that I say. And I find that I'm very confident and I stand toe to toe with them. But this woman was having a lot of trouble doing that in her job. And I just was trying to build her up and let her know, if you can make these decisions to raise these little bitty people and humans that are going to be leaders one day, you can do that same thing at work. And I think that a lot of women don't understand that. And that might kind of be a sidebar in itself, but it's really difficult. Because think about what a mother and a woman does all day long. Your job does not stop when you leave an office. Mm-hmm. You're starting your second job when you get home. Yeah, and especially with kids. And and while I don't have children, there's still other stuff, if you have mm-hmm. children or not. And it's all like, God, my brain, I don't know if I could, you know, fathom having other mouths to feed and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's still, it's, it's interesting to me, and I've said this before, you know, that it's 2021, and it's kind of like I still feel like women are not represented at, the CEO level or leadership levels in a lot of big companies, you know, or maybe just companies in general. Um, accounting, I have found that it can be a majority female office and a minority female leadership. Correct. Right? And I think that's from... I think a lot of people have the problem that you're founded, yeah. like, confidence in their decisions. So how did you get into that that confidence, Phyllis. Well, I think that it also comes from age mm-hmm. um, and experience, for that matter. Um, it, I don't remember, you know, I was trying to reflect back to when my children were young. And at that point in time, I was also school board president at Our Lady Mercy, and I was running a car raffle at the same time. And I was raising these kids and all the after-school activities. And decisions just kind of came very naturally. Um, and so I, I was trying to think back, was I 
that insecure back then. And I don't know if that's just part of my nature. And mine is more of a nurturing nature anyway. And so I don't know if it came from that or if it's coming from age now or just working in a man's world in the building industry. Um, But I think that more women need to be encouraged because they do so much more than just go to work and go home and raise their family. It's the combination of the two. Yeah, I think that's a great point. So did you have a mentor at any point in your career? My mentor would have been my mother. Um, She was diagnosed at 53 with Alzheimer's. She had a master's in chemistry and taught, I told you at the Mm -hmm. beginning, that with organic chemistry, she taught um, organic chemistry. And um, she was diagnosed at 53. So we slowly started losing my mother at that point in time. And she lived for 22 years, actually. My my father kept her at home with round-the-clock care, and she was healthy as a horse, and she passed away a couple of years ago. So that would have been my mentor. Mm -hmm. So quite often I would say to myself, what would mama do? you know, and she raised the three of us. She got her master's while um, I, had, I had two brothers. So while she had three kids at home and was teaching, she also started working on her master's at the same time. So if she could do that and stand up to men in the chemistry field, then I could do that same thing too. So I found myself saying that quite often. Mom do. Yeah, and I think so... Couple of things I do want to uh, say. Something. My sister is an electrical engineer, and so you know that all, most men are it's more it's male dominated. And I'll never forget when I went to her graduation. I was so proud of her for doing that. It's like, I, and she's five two, five three. I don't oh, know. She's Megan's. a little bit. Yeah. So it's like that man. You know that all the all the tall guys. And there's Megan walking up. You know, but um, she's she's always been pretty, pretty assertive. Her and I are a lot alike in that regard, but I've always encouraged, you know, if somebody's asking me, especially if they want to be a leader or, you know, move into leadership and, or maybe just grow in, in, in general, personally, professionally, I'm a firm believer in a mentor, you know, and I oh, think absolutely. that it is just paramount. And so I, 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 to this day, David Winkler told me two things, two things. He's my, he was my mentor and my advocate. And he told me two things that stick with me because I asked him, I was like, how do you make decisions? I mean, he was like master decision maker, decision on decision, move on. He said, I make the decision and I move on. I don't think about what if this, what if that, am I making Correct. the right decision? He's like, I look at the facts. Sometimes I go with my instinct, you know, I, it, for clients do what's in the best interest of your client and you move on, you know, and are you going to make the wrong decision? Yes. It's going to happen, but you cannot live in fear of making the wrong decision. When you make the wrong decision, that is your moment in time to grow. Absolutely. That's when you learn from a bad decision or a mistake. That's your time to grow and learn and become a better person. I've told the team before when they're like, well, how did you know how to do that? I'm like, because I made the wrong decision before. Because I said I did the wrong thing, you know, one time. The other thing that he told me, um, and this was when, as he was retiring, was... Stay in your ground to your business partners. Stay in your ground. If you firmly believe in something, you know, don't, I was not saying be aggressive or combative, but just if you firmly believe in something, do not be afraid to speak up. Now, I have said this before, the partners at this firm, you know, they're approachable. They're not aggressive people. So it's easy to have a conversation with them. Um, but, you know, I have a lot of, we have some some others outside people that we have to work with that maybe aren't as easy. And I do, I stay in my ground and not everybody, 
I feel like women always want to try to, or it's in our nature to please everyone. And some of the decisions we make and some of the things that we do is that we don't want to disappoint anyone, you know? And so, um, at some point you just have to say, it's not my problem if you're disappointed. Go read the boundaries book. Every woman needs to read the boundaries book. (laughs) That's my tip of the day. (laughs) Is one thing it says in that book is you are not responsible for people's, you know, feelings or how they feel after you make a decision. Something like that. No, and most times when you make a decision, they might be upset for a moment. Yeah. They move on. You do not. Correct. And that's the part you have to remember is to move on with them. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Phyllis. You put on here when we asked for advice that you like to get advice from others, but you just gave some really great advice to oh. our listeners. I mean, you're a powerhouse. Oh, uh, thank you very much. I'm going to take that. Got to give yourself a pat on the back there. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Anything else that we want to chat about? Oh, Lord. We've been drinking. We shouldn't have a, a silence. I'm just digesting everything. That was some, that was some powerful stuff. Yeah. And, and at some point, I I'm also doing some self-reflecting because I'm a terrible decision maker and I lack confidence in everything that I do. And I'm like, I want to be, I want to be decisive. But what and I, you will be, Maggie. It's yes. coming. It's coming. That's, You're still so young, and you still have so much life to live, and it will come as as time goes on. You just overthink everything. Like I want to move on. Like okay, we did this. Let's move on. But I'm like, oh, did I did I approach that the right way? Like, ooh, did I, did I fit them? Like. So doing that to yourself mm-hmm. makes it really difficult to make a decision because yeah. we don't, you, to me, we can't, I can't predict how somebody's going to react. Mm-hmm. Right. I just, mm-hmm. you can't predict it, but I get it. it. That's very normal and natural. One bit of advice. And I think that men live by this rule. Actually, it's better to get forgiveness mm-hmm. than permission. So you make the decision and live with it. Even if it upsets somebody, they're just going to have to forgive you for it because you're doing it for all the right reasons. And if you firmly believe in a decision, I think sometimes it's easy to waver when it's just hard to make it. Sometimes decisions are difficult to make. So in in terms of our technical area, right? Like I was presenting to some attorneys today, which always kind of made me sweat a little bit because I feel like I'm on the witness stand. But they were asking me some really technical questions. And some of those are just hard to answer. It's not really a decision. I don't know what an IRS agent would do if they come in. I'm going to tell you what I think and what should be a best practice. So I think that's one thing. I think if you're trying to make a decision and you're worried about everybody's reactions and what they're going to think, that can be debilitating in the decision-making process. Yes. That's my two cents. But look, I'm also like strong-willed, bold, somewhat obnoxious at times, you know, so I just going to make a decision. But it wasn't always like this. And that's what I tell my team. That most of them have seen me as a partner that have been here. And I'm like, uh, so when I first started, I had no idea what I was doing. And uh, David Winkler scared the crap out of me. <laughs> I was terrified. <laughs> Literally terrified every day. Um, okay. So we're going to wrap up with our FAQs, which are five awesome questions. <laughs> Should I be scared of these? No, they're very easy. Okay. Wine or cocktail? Which would you prefer? Wine. Okay. Out to dinner or cook? Cook. Okay. Early bird or night owl? Oh, night owl. Really? I do not require a whole lot of sleep. How many hours of sleep do you get? 
up until just recently, which is now about six hours of sleep, um, used to thrive on four or five hours of sleep easily. I wish I cannot do four or five hours of sleep. I don't require a whole lot of sleep. I just That's don't. impressive. Okay, so I have a question about the sleep thing. When you go to sleep, do you stay asleep? Sometimes. Sometimes I go through cycles where I'll go to sleep for a couple hours and I'm up for the rest of the night. And that's okay. And I used to get angry because I would get up in the middle of the night. I'm angry. And now I've just kind of relaxed into it and said, oh, at some point in time, I'll just go to sleep. It might be a few days from now, but I'll I'll go to sleep. It'll be fine. That's what you have to do. I'm going to start. Well, you lean into it. You know, I read an article one time and, or I think I read an article or I listened to something. I thought this was great and it really does help me. And what it said was, you know, when you, when I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, okay, well, if I don't go back to sleep, I'm going to be tired and I need X amount of sleep and da da da. It basically that. said, huh? I said that. If you are just laying in bed, you're still resting. So just think about it as resting. And then when you take away that anxiety, it's weird. You go back to sleep. Yes. You know, that was probably four years ago and I still think about that. Maggie doesn't have problems sleeping. I sleep too much. And I feel like I'm not doing something I should be doing. I feel like there's things happening out in the world, and I'm missing it Yeah. when I sleep. I don't want to sleep as much as I do, but I'm a jerk if I don't. <laughs> My sister requires a decent amount of sleep. She always has. And that's why I think her boys are such good sleepers. Like, her boys sleep 10 hours a night. Yeah, I don't even nap. I feel like that's, like, a waste of time. I, I know that there are people that like to sleep, and I, I don't have anything against them at all, Maggie, but I just... I want to be you. <laughs> I think there's things happening and I want to be a part of what's when I, happening. When Maybe I sleep I'm in, I'm like, oh my God, I've like slept my whole Saturday away. It's annoying. <laughs> Maybe I really don't need as much sleep as I think. Like maybe I just need to just you go with just it. Be a I would see person. you more wound up like a top. So four or five hours and you're ready to go. Oh, okay. Yeah, I am. I'm I not do I, see No, I have high I've got a lot of energy. Yeah. There's a lot of energy. But <laughs> my husband calls me a robot and he's like you know, it'll be like eight o'clock on a you know Saturday night, and I'll kind of start to doze off. And he's like, "Uh oh, the robot needs to go recharge." Yeah. She's plug she's, her in. Plug her in for just a little bit. <laughs> okay, beach or mountains? Mountains. Yeah, this is so funny. Like, I feel like we unveiled a lot of this when we were talking. Uh, this, this is a great question, Lainey. Cheese or pepperoni pizza? Oh, pepperoni pizza any day. Yeah, now who just wants cheese? Oh, kids, boring. Yes. All right. So we always wrap up with something that makes us happy. Things that make us happy. Maggie? I already sort of talked about mine. Yeah, but let's remind everyone. But just an hour ago. But it was an hour ago. Empties. Like buying something, using all of it, and throwing it away. It's very satisfying. It is. It's like the whole, I did it. It's also satisfying. It's not only is it satisfying and it makes you happy. It's a palm. I mean, it's a proud of yourself. Yeah, like, oh, I did it. I didn't waste anything. May not have loved it, but it's gone now, so. Mine is looking forward to girls' trip weekends. That always makes me happy. Good old girls' trip. That's always fun. It is fun. It is fun. There's nothing better than your girl tribe. Mine is actually, I wish it wasn't. Is it not a happy thing? It is a great thing. Okay. My husband makes me so happy. Oh, my gosh. That's so cute. He, we are on like a second honeymoon. <gasps> we have no kids anymore. And I love my husband. It's so much fun to be with him. How long have y'all been married? In November, 32 years. Oh. And it's so it just fun. the best thing. And you're so genuine. 
Oh, well, he is. It's it's fun to come home to him in the afternoons, and he smells me rotten, and it, it's been amazing. Oh. It's amazing when your kids grow and go, and while I miss them tremendously, I enjoy coming home to my husband. It's fun. That is awesome. Okay, so I, I have a question. This might be, like, getting a little deep here, but would you say that you and your husband are friends Oh, absolutely. Like the best friends. We weren't always. Really? Oh, no. Adversaries more than anything. I think when the kids were younger and we were younger and now, oh, absolutely. Best friends. That's awesome. I've always told people that Patrick is my best friend. Absolutely. And Patrick goes, you're my best friend because you're my only friend. (laughs) I'm your best friend by default. (laughs) Which is not true. Patrick has friends. Wait, so... Was it love at first sight with your husband, or were y'all friends first? I would not talk to him. He he is, yeah, the year before we actually kind of started dating, he kept trying to get, like, me to get his attention, or he was trying to get my attention. And, no, I wanted nothing to do with him. Like, literally nothing to do with him. And then we started to get to know each other, because we were the only ones that had the same break together at college at McNeese and we had breakfast together and he kind of was kind of neat and that was January of 1989 and we were married that November oh wow so I went from oh no want nothing to do with you to being married that November I mean when somebody told me that Patrick Chirito was funny I was like um he's a nerd like I was cool in high school I wasn't cool in high school okay yeah, he's the funniest person ever. Yeah, and my husband is actually, to me, more good-looking now today than he was okay, back then. let's talk about this, because that annoys the shit out of me. They, men, look better with age. I agree, and he is more handsome when he has my two granddaughters on his lap yeah. with his glasses down his nose than he was when he was 25 years old when I met him. But they really, you know, well, Lainey, you probably. No, like, no, I'm, I'm laughing. I'm I just think men look better with age. And then me, I got to go have my cousin put needles in my face. <laughs> it's not fair. It's just not. Yeah. I mean, so we were at lunch with a client and I mean, the, the CEO is a little bit older and I'm like, man, sorry, Patrick, but he was, a, I mean, he's an attractive man, but he was, I'm like, you're getting, you're older. You're probably in your sixties, you know? Do you think so, Maggie? Yeah, but I don't like pictures of me when I was younger either. Like, proof. Oh, Patrick Lindsay. <laughs> I mean, I love a little bit of salt and pepper hair. Like, Aaron's like, I'm, my beard is getting so white. I'm like, yeah, beard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Patrick, uh, his his beard is definitely getting um, gray. Yeah. That's for sure. So, like, is it Kevin Costner? Oh, yeah. You talked about him in I mean, last week. Clearly, like, no. So whenever we went to go watch that movie, Patrick was like, Kevin Costner's in it. And I was like, done. Sold. Yeah, it is. I don't even What? I don't know. God, yeah, you do. You When you see him, you will know. I don't know, I don't know names it. like that. I but he's on Yellowstone. Field of Dreams. I've never seen this man in my life. Did you not watch Yellowstone? I don't watch shows. I fall asleep. The Love of the Game. Right? Is that him? Yeah. Engage the mechanism. He's just cute. I don't know. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to stop talking about attractive men and go ahead and talk about how much. (laughs) But who's the most attractive? Patrick Torito. Patrick, you were 
I love you. <laughs> well, and it's like you just love, like you love him, and your love is flourished. And I guess that was literally you know, the sweetest thing anybody's ever yeah. said on the podcast. Well, it's the truth. What's the Make secret, sure he listens though, to this one. because some people just have a hard time when they go to empty nest. Yeah, they're like, wait, why do we love? Why do we like each other? Well, too? I think we went through all of that. Before. We did go through all of that, and. Like I said, we were adversaries at one point in time, and, you know, you go through the heat of just meeting and just getting married and then having children and... The challenges. It's so challenging. Um, And then when the kids did leave, when my last one left and went to college, it was like, who are you? And I'm not so sure. I like you. And I decided I did like him on our first hiking trip because I thought, we're going to be together for one solid week. And this is the only time we've ever done this. What if I don't like him? And I found out I did. (laughs) It was amazing. So I will say uh, my favorite vacations are the vacations where it's just me and Patrick. Oh, absolutely. Because that's really when we're able to just really connect and hang out and do, like, fun stuff. We're going on a really hard hike and not know if we're going to fall off a mountain together. Yes. You know, there's been a lot of adventures that we have had. <laughs> we are we are lucky to be in one piece. My buddy yes. bought me a coffee mug, and it says, Into the forest I go to lose my mind and find my soul. And I'm like, isn't that just it? Like, absolutely. Plus, yeah. Just free your mind. and. Okay, so one more, qu- one more question. Though. So when you said you did like him. Do you think part of that was his personality, or you just remembered how y'all were before? Or we're I saw... nothing like we used to be. Oh, I okay. mean, when you're younger, we were actually. He was 22, and I was 25 when we got married, and we were just you're starting. Now we I know I'm a cougar. It's terrible, <laughs> but in the meantime, yeah, you're nobody that you used to be. I can see that, and I think now. We've gotten to have the time to get to know each other again at an older age, of course. And I have so many lifelong memories with this man and experiences. But we got to know each other again, all over again, as an older person. Mm -hmm. And dreams change and futures change. And the things that you like and you want or you don't like. All those things change. And sometimes life throws you some curveballs. Oh, absolutely. And so it's been, I think, in those first couple of years after my youngest went to college, it was time to get to know myself again. Mm -hmm. I don't think I really knew myself as Phyllis anymore. And I only knew mom and wife. Mm -hmm. And so that was a challenge in itself. And he loves me in spite of my few flaws. Mm -hmm. I really have very many. I have a lot of flaws. <laughs> me too. I, do. I don't know. I've said this before. I don't know why Patrick puts up with me. I don't know why he puts up with me because I have a, a stubborn, hard-headed streak. Uh, me too. I come home and he's like, okay, you're not like you're not at work anymore. We're not. Yes. You're not like my boss. And yes. Like, oh, that's right. Sorry. And and while we both have flaws, we have, you forgive easier. You love easier. Um, I don't know if it's because of all the life experiences, but it, it's so much easier to be around him now. And and it's a choice. It's not like it was in the beginning yeah. where it was all brand new. Now it's a choice, and I choose to love to be around him. It's so much fun. I love this. We I do, and this. we have date night every night. Every night is date night. At least that's what we say. And it could be something as simple as getting in the pool in my backyard or going to have a coffee at Barnes & Noble, or actually going out to eat dinner, 
or just watching a show together and holding hands, but date night every night. Are we impeding when you're date night? It's already six o'clock. Yeah. No, he, I, I actually called him and said, look, I have this going on today and you are in charge of supper. And he started asking me what I wanted for supper and I said, nope, you make the decision. I don't care if it's cereal. Be like, I'm or, coming home after some wine. I don't care what. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Phyllis, that was really great. I love how that show, I love how this one ended. Thank you so much for sharing that well, with thank us. Thank y'all for having me. This is so much fun. See? How do you feel now? Oh, I would do this again. Uh-huh. Well, I'm coming in here, I was terrified. Look. Look at this. Look what we're doing for people, Maggie. It's fine. You helped me conquer my fear. This was this isn't so out of the norm for me, and this was like conquering fear. Thank you very much. And so now you'll be a client forever. Oh, absolutely. Because why? Y'all are the best TPA ever. ever. Look at this. I think we're just going to start having clients on Louisiana ladies, you know? We had another sure. client on, and she was like, I mean, Melissa, I don't know what we would do without you. And I was like, I did not pay her to say that. <laughs> she was adorable. This is so, not sponsored. Yeah. So thank you so much. Really appreciate you being here. Thanks to all of our listeners. Um, and I hope everyone has a great week. Follow us on social media. Anything else, Lainey? Am I missing any of the details? Maggie talked a lot. Look at that. We're going to start giving you mimosa at 10 a.m. I won't judge. <laughs> so anyway, hope everyone has a great week. Bye, guys. Bye.